Hello, everybody, and welcome to Minute 83 of Season 5 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee-ki-yay our way through the 1990 Bruce Willis action flick, Die Hard 2, Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Lisa Leahy of the... Hello, of the Rabbit Rabbit Hole (laughs) Podcast Network. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I was very excited to say hi to you. So I that's okay. Sure I, I appreciate that. that. I mean, I I know we haven't seen each other twenty four hours, so it makes sense. I, it's I, been I've missed you. That is so nice. That is really really nice of you. Especially, I, I guess you're just really really you know because of school. You know this this must be doing it to you. You want to you want to actually this talk is, to this is a good to way adults. to help me decompress. You know, you want to talk to yes, adults. Please. Well, I teach this. <laughs> I teach seniors, so I mean they're they're almost adults, but mm, not quite. Mm, almost, almost doesn't count. Uh, what's, what's I want to talk about something that doesn't what's require the phrase? a grade. That's right. What is it? Almost, uh, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. You yes, know, that's what they say. That's right. <laughs> so okay, makes sense. <laughs> so minute eighty three begins with Barnes explaining his idea to John, and ends with Holly stirring the pot. That's right. No one can see what 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 Lisa just did. Lisa actually just stirred I'm the pot. Stirring the pot. She is stirring the pot. You know, just like Holly. Meanwhile, my husband is blowing his nose upstairs. So <laughs> there's all sorts of chaos happening over here today. That's fine. <laughs> all right. So yesterday we we ended things with with Burns with Barnes, uh, walking over to to John and saying, "You said those guys," and they got cut off. And today we'll continue with that conversation with that. The sentence where he says, "You said those guys showed up out of, out of out there right away." Yeah, so that means that they're on the field. They're close, and I think I know where. Come here, let me show you something. Yeah, I love the way he does it. It's like, follow me. <laughs> I'm going to take it. you into the deep dungeon, and you'll see what's going on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's now, very covert. That's right. Very covert. Now, did, did you notice that at second eight of this minute, there is a cop standing right behind them that is like doing something to a plant right behind them. <laughs> I have no idea what he's doing. Isn't there like, is he like pouring his I coffee feel like into I, the... I really, I hope there's like a, I don't know. Is there like a, what you can, I'm trying to freeze frame it. Cause I actually brought it up this time. So it looks like I know what I'm doing this time around. Um, but it, it's funny because like I, it, you hope that there's like a water cooler or something, but we never get a chance to see it. It's too fast. No, but, but basically the, the, the plant is rustling, you know? Right. So even if there's a water cooler, I don't know how it helps. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. And it's not even like it's Barnes moving the leaves. You're absolutely that's right. right. This, that's it's like, what is this dude doing there? That's right. Is he like, <laughs> spilling, I think he's like pouring his coffee into the, into the plant or something like that. Yeah. This guy but, is like, damn it. I will be in this movie. <laughs> It's like, you will see me. I need my moment to show my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just great. I just I just happened to notice it because, I, you know, obviously I like to look around when 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 the characters are talking to see if something's going on around them. Right. And for some reason, I just saw this, this tree moving and I'm like, well, this plant moving. And I'm like, why is that plant moving? And then I went back and I saw, this you know, like, there's, there's some guy just like standing there and, and John's head, you know, Bruce Willis's head is blocking. So we can't really see what the guy is doing, but, you know, he's doing something. I, I mean, I, cop, cop office, cop office, police station coffee is notoriously terrible. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe, so, maybe in Dulles it's it's better. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Just I because it. Just well, let's put it this way: Have you ever had coffee in a police station in the airport? I have I not. I don't think I've ever been in like an actual police station, like not where they would be. So. 
Okay, I've I've been in real police stations, but I've I've never you know, uh, never never was watching somebody is, you know moving a plant. This is a topic <laughs> for another podcast, Rob. Huh? Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> Rob's <laughs> police station adventures. Well, no, I was a policeman for a little while, so that that's why. I don't think I knew that. That's no, cool. Yeah, oh, only six months. So I you definitely it, know how the coffee is. No, I don't drink coffee, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Hey. I, so yeah, <laughs> now even even back then, so no 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 coffee for me. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and and I've also been on the other side. <laughs> yes. Oh, my, well then. My my ex wife got me arrested once, so yeah. You know, oh come on. Okay, yeah, yeah. no, we don't. And I got fingerprinted and all that stuff, and uh, you know, a lot of, very Ugh. fun, very fun. But you know, that's, no uh, good. I I didn't really do anything wrong, so I'm I'm okay with it. That's why I don't mind telling everyone. You know, I did I didn't really commit a crime. Yeah, it's not like you did anything. That's right. She claims she claims at the time, and this was again that was sixteen, fifteen, sixteen years ago. She claims that I, you know, forcibly uh, pushed my son into the car. You know. Oh gosh. <laughs> yes, he was crying, but that doesn't mean that I forcibly did it. Oh yeah. But oh my whatever. gosh, this is a whole other thing. Yeah, completely. Whatever. We're we're sort of deviating away from that a little bit. I'm, Plyly, I'm not. Plyly. I'm good for that. You gotta watch out for me. No, so am I. So am I. So am I. It depends on what. You know. <laughs> you know. I. I don't. I don't think everyone needs to know about my criminal record. So yeah. <laughs> which. Which I. I've. I never even found out if it was ever expunged. I mean, I know that. That. Interesting. That in the end, you know, nothing happened with it. But you know, is it still listed somewhere on my record that I was, you know, taken in for questioning or whatever it was? I don't know. No clue. But I don't really care because. You know, as long as it doesn't affect me these days. Right. That's true. Yeah, exactly. And so Barnes then takes him over to like this, this area where they have this big blueprint, you know, like a schematic or whatever, like, which, which is also very strange that they would have that there. You know, it doesn't really make that much sense that it's there, but oh, well. <laughs> now, if you look, you can see on the wall, all these different uh, posters. There's like a Red Cross poster that says, uh, uh, will uh, will help? Will you? And then another one says, uh, uh, you know, it says you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm. <laughs> it's like a cartoon. It says you're absolutely right. I'm in the wrong house, which I <laughs> I tried I tried finding that uh, that that cartoon. I couldn't find it. You know, I actually, it's uh, it's funny just thinking right. of the the line. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's like Santa Claus or something like that. Uh, you know, Camp, uh, something prevents. What is it? Careful. Yeah, that that one. I I was only could read part of it. It says careful work prevents something. Careful work Weird. prevents. I don't and know then what that the is. The lighting, the lighting doesn't let you see exactly what it, what what the rest of that says. Yeah. I I but really like, I can't even figure out what it could be. Careful was work. Was this at the wrong house? At makes more sense than in. Ah, right. I'm at the wrong house. That's right. You're absolutely right. I'm at the wrong house. Okay, so I feel better because in the wrong house makes me go, what the hell is this poster about? <laughs> That's true. Well, again, it makes us wonder what, what the hell the poster is. Oh, my you know? gosh. And then we see something in the back that says result in serious injury. You know, <laughs> And then there's like another Red Cross uh, pamphlet that has like a little kid with a with, with like a hard hat on or something like that. Don't really know what the, that that that's really small. You can't read what that says there. No, that one you can't see. Right. And but it's just funny that they have what what looks like an architect board. You know, like something you'd see in the Brady Bunch, mm -hmm. you know, in, in, in Mike's in Mike's study. You know, mm -hmm. he always had the, those blueprints and the you know <laughs> where you never really knew what he was doing there. 
but you know they they must have that in the police station also. And it looks like the perfect place you put it. You put it under the place the where they have the the, the notices because these are right. like because <laughs> that's things where to examine closely. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> let's let's examine. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just great. And you know we, we then get a shot of the blueprint itself, and there's some really strange things written on it. You see that it says the word Casanova. And Fairfax Estate. Those are the two things that you can read there. Huh. Now, I couldn't find a like area that is known as Casanova nearby uh, Dulles. So I, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's something local that, that, that I wasn't able to find. You know, I'm not really sure. Maybe. And, and as we're watching all this, so Barnes is then talking in gibberish about, you know, uh, all these technical things. Because he basically goes, well, these are the old plans where the longer run, when the longer runways went in. That's about 12 years ago. Looks like they've done some modifications on site. Moved Tracon phones, ILS, all the underground stuff, so that they can handle draining, drainage. If I'm right, all of this would run right along the airport property. And then he points and goes, and go right past this neighborhood. <laughs> and, you know, so we, then, and we see that there's something that says like- there, Fairfax Estate. Yeah. And and then John gives this great great look at Barnes. Like, how the hell did you think of this? <laughs> you know. I, it, it's fascinating. Like, between him and Marvin, like, they're the best characters in this movie. But, you know, I don't get to talk about Marvin. I get to talk about Barnes. I, it's just interesting that you have these guys, and they're always a little bit older, and they've just kind of – these are the guys that are typically dismissed. They're not the guys in charge, but they always actually know what's going on. Correct. You know, like, and frankly, you know, with, um, what's his face? Um, oh God, the reporter. I can't remember his name. Thornburg. Thornburg. Thank you. I keep wanting to say Atherton. It, I mean, he's a different guy to me. He's a Ghostbusters dude. I don't think of him always with Die Hard first, but, um, you know, the way he treats Celia, if Celia is a secretary, that woman knows everything that's happening in that place. So you got to be kind to these secondary people. I'll tell you. Yeah. But uh, I guess he didn't really, he doesn't care about that. No, he doesn't, because then that's why he's an idiot. But like, you know, John McClane knows that these secondary people are the ones who understand what's going on. And this right. is why he trusts Barnes. Correct. Again, that, that that's sort of why um, Powell works in the first movie also from that same perspective. Yes. You know, he's yes. he's a, a he's a second tier. You know, he's not top tier. Yep. You know, from that perspective. Exactly. Um, and then uh, the the scene changes back, and we're back on the plane, and we we see someone complaining to one of the flight attendants, and he goes, "We should have been on the ground two hours ago." And her response is, "I understand, but if you just mm. relax a little, come on, lady, who are you trying to kid?" <laughs> and then someone else goes, "It's hopeless." <laughs> yeah, it's like oh yeah. Now I mean I never noticed these people talking before. You know, it's 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 like background noise that that you know when you watch a movie in, uh, in a normal way, you don't really notice these people. But when you watch it the way we're doing it right now, then you can actually see who these people are, you know, and hear what they say. Especially when you look at the subtitles, you know, they're 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 listed there. And then basically the the shot changes and we're back by uh, Holly, you know, and Holly's uh, with the the woman who's been sitting next to Holly throughout the entire movie. And we, we discussed her uh, quite uh, extensively at the, the beginning of the movie when we first uh, came across yes. her. The actress who's sitting next to Holly, her name is Jeanne Bates. 
or Jean Bates. And if, yeah, Jean probably. If I remember correctly, she was like a model back in the like 40s or something like that. Aww. She's actually not as old as she looks in this movie. You know, how, how old do you think she is when they made this movie? What would be your guess? Uh, I don't know. Maybe 65. Somewhere in, somewhere in that mid to late 60s. Right. Okay. So she is actually uh, 72. She's 72 when this okay. movie came out. So. Yeah, and I mean, frankly, I'm, I'm right on par because she yeah. reminds me of my mom. And my mom is 74. So There you go. That, that makes sense then. <laughs> yep. so. I should have gone higher. But, you know, sometimes... Sometimes the ladies are a little younger than people give them credit for, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. She was, okay. She was a billboard and magazine model uh, back in. Billboard model. Yes. Look at her. That's right. Back in the 30s and 40s. That is pretty cool. Yeah, and she was married for almost 40 years to uh, Louis Z- Xavier Landsworth. So she then, you know, she's sitting there listening attentively as Holly is, is talking here. She, she turns to, to Holly and goes, somebody ought to get their ass kicked for this mess. That's for sure. Now, I gotta say, she's very brusque. This lady, I love her. She's very brusque, but but you know, what type of mess is this? We're not before we even get to to Holly's response. When you hear someone say that, it means that someone screwed up. Nobody screwed up here. She's delayed. She's delayed. But 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 it. Oh. But we're dealing oh, here with. Trust me. Once again, but we're dealing oh, we're right. dealing with something that that is not man made. I mean, it is. Doesn't but, matter. Know, she doesn't know this, but it is man-made. I, my mother, any minor inconvenience, and it's a good thing she's not listening. I, no. What? Your mother it, doesn't listen to this podcast? Five, Lisa. I, I, unfortunately, she probably won't. She doesn't know how to work it. I've told, showed her more than once. Okay, tell her, she can't tell her, figure tell her out next season she's got to listen to, okay? I know that's one of her she favorite has movies. To. She has to. There you go. There you go. But, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'll tell you. Oh, my God. She'll love it. Um, But, no, she will – any a five minute delay is inexcusable. So I absolutely know where this woman is coming from. It doesn't matter what the excuse is. If it's a delay, it's because somebody screwed up and she wants their job for it. Uh-huh. Okay. Every All time. Right, that's fair. That's fair. If she has to wait on the phone, oh please, nope. All right. <laughs> and Holly then tries to defend, uh, you know, the universe and says, uh, "Well, unfortunately, there really isn't anyone we can blame for the weather." And she goes, "Oh yeah." What about that Porker Willard Scott? <laughs> See? That's true. But again, how is Willard there Scott? There it is. Re- no, if anyone's at fault, if she, if, if she knew that there was going to be a snowstorm, she shouldn't have gotten on the plane. Ah. This, no. No, you're – see, you're using logic. Yes. Women of this age do not use logic. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. And you know that this woman sits in her couch, sits in her recliner. She watches the Today Show. She sees Willard Scott, and she hates him. You know, like she's yelling at the TV. I absolutely know this woman. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So have, have you ever – This is authentic. That's right. <laughs> so basically um... – you know, so you, I'm assuming based on what you just said, you know who Willard Scott is, was uh, Willard Scott was I do. was born William Herman Scott Jr. on March 7th, 1934. He passed away on September 4th, 2021. So actually this week, it's now been two years since he passed away. Uh, he was an American weather present presenter. Uh, he was a radio and television personality, actor, narrator, clown, comedian, and author whose broadcast career spanned 68 years. 65 of those years were with NBC. Um, he's best known for being a reporter on uh, the Today Show. 
where he celebrated U.S. centenarian, sorry, U.S. centenarian birthdays and notable anniversaries. Yep, with Smuckers. That's right, and he was the creator. Smuckers was the sponsor. He was the creator and original performer of the clown Ronald McDonald. I don't think I knew that. Mm. That's cool. That's right. <laughs> Um, he was one of the people, first people uh, in the news organization to get a $1 million annual salary, wow. you know, which, which is pretty amazing. I remember the whole thing that, that he would, you know, give the weather and he would also then talk about, you know, say happy birthday to all these uh, people who were turning uh, 100. And the story of how that actually happened is very interesting. In 1983, all right, he said that he got a card from someone saying, my uncle is turning 100. Can you mention him on TV? So he did it. And a week later, Aww. he got two cards, then four, then six. And eventually, uh, Smuckers decided that they would sponsor the segment and they would show uh, the, the different people's photo and their name on a Smucker's strawberry jelly jar label. Uh, when, That's cute. When Scott passed away two years ago, so Smuckers then posted a tribute to him, putting his own face on the jelly jar label. You know, I always, I, I actually always thought that he would make it to 100 for that very reason. You know. Right? You feel like that's that's what's in the car. That's right. Aww. But uh, no, he only made it to, to 88. So, but I mean, I, just looking at his career, it's unbelievable the things that he did here. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he did, he did, uh, he was a narrator for NASA. They had a weekly program called the Space Story that he, he did for like 20 years or 30 years. Because it spanned from the That's, Apollo program to the space shuttle. You know? That is very cool. Yeah. Um, and obviously he was uh, known for being in the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, he was one of the hosts mm -hmm. of it. He hosted it from 87 to 1997 and then was replaced by Matt Lauer in 1998. Again, you know, uh, the Today Show. They just moved things. Uh, yep. Uh, he quite often put on a Santa Claus costume and was part of the National Tree Lighting Ceremony in Washington, D.C. Oh. And he was a good guy. Right. And he was uh, also in Navy. He served in the Navy from 1956 to 1958. He ended up going to semi-retirement in uh, 1996 and was succeeded by Al Roker. And he continued to appear uh, once or twice a week to, in order to be able to continue wishing centenarians a happy birthday. In uh, 2015, he decided that he would uh, full retirement. And on his final day, the Today Show actually held a tribute to him featuring taped highlights from his many years with the show. They renamed the plaza outside of Rockefeller Center, uh, Willard Scott Way, in his honor. Oh, I like that. Yeah, whole bunch of people there. Tom Brokaw, Jane Pauley, Katie Couric, Gene Shalit, and Barbara Bush all showed up to, to wish him a farewell when, when he... Uh, Good. Yeah. And then they, they played, uh, they started singing uh, Dale Evans' song, uh, Happy Trails to You. Oh, yeah, that is pretty sweet. Yeah. I like that. Well, I mean, when you have a guy who's been in in a position like this for so many years, you, it, it makes sense. Right. And brought a lot of joy to people. That's right. You know, like it's OK if you don't like him, but he also was quite the fix. That's right. I mean, this woman doesn't like him. You know, because she's calling him a porker. No. You know, <laughs> yes, I guess this was before he slimmed down a little bit. I mean, not as much as Al Roker slimmed down, yeah. but, you know, Willard Scott also, I guess, uh, slimmed down. And, I, and and then I, she starts complaining. I guess maybe it is your mother. Because then she goes, I should have taken the bus. At least they can pull over for food, see? for gas. 
And then how? Yeah, see, my mother would never take the bus, though, because that would take way too long. She's not dealing with that. Okay. She wouldn't even do a layover. My mother hates layovers, so we're not even getting into that field. Okay. That she wants a straight shot, get me there, and then, you know, have somebody waiting for me nice and easy. Thank you very much. Right. Okay, that makes sense. And then Holly calls over the flight <laughs> attendant, and she goes, excuse me. And the flight attendant turns to her and goes, yes. <laughs> and then people are going to have to come back tomorrow to hear what she has to say. Ah. Keep you in suspense. <laughs> so you have anything else for this minute before we get into the script? No, that's sound. That's pretty good coverage. All right. So the the script is slightly different in certain places here. So then Barnes says to McLean, McLean, you said they showed up there right away. Stewart's guys? Yeah. That means they're on the field or close. That John says, actually. And then Barnes goes, I think I know where. And then he says, interested. McLean follows Barnes around the corner where they're alone. Apparently they're not alone because you have the guy playing with the plant. But okay. Then, <laughs> and then says Barnes unfolds some plot plans. Okay. Then he goes through the whole you know jargon that is, I'm not even trying to read through, but it's pretty much the same of of what he says here. Mm-hmm. You know, but I like the fact that in the in the script he actually pulls out a blueprint as opposed to it's it's like a fixture in the office. It's already yeah, there. So. Well, I mean, where would he pull this blueprint from? Because <laughs> it's funny. Like, oh, he just happens to carry this exact page in his pants. Like, come on. Maybe he went down to Marvin and got it. Maybe, Marvin, I need maybe. you to give me the blueprints. Would that be filed under? <laughs> <laughs> I love his filing system. That's right. And then McLean goes, so if they if they know this too, they could be sitting around the fireplace and hanging their <laughs> stockings in one of these houses. Maybe, yeah, well, 70, 80%, 5% either way. Mm-hmm. Are you sure or not? I was sure about trying tying into the antenna array, and I got five officers killed. You didn't do that. You did your job. I had a choice, and I made it. But these co- those cops didn't have a choice, and neither do those soldiers now. I'm an engineer, McLean. I'm supposed to be wires and circuits, iron and steel, not flesh and blood, not lives. If, if I'm wrong again, I don't want anyone else to get orders and then get them killed. McLean pauses for a moment and says, then how do you feel about a volunteer? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they cut <laughs> I it. Don't like I'm that glad they cut it. I, I, I mean, I do. I like the fact that they're showing that that Barnes is a little sympathetic to the fact that, you know, that he's got people killed. I, I but I don't like the way they say it here. You know, I think they might have been able to find a better this way to Barnes. do it. Yeah, this isn't Barnes. Like, that speech isn't the character of Barnes that we have on Correct. screen. He wouldn't go through that whole spiel, so I'm glad they cut That's that, right. too. Then it goes to the to the plane. The passenger's patience has, fi- has begun to frazzle. The older woman besides Holly is no exception. Somebody ought to get their ass kicked for this mess. That's for sure. It's hard to blame anyone for the weather. Yeah, what about that porker Willard Scott? I should have taken the bus. At least they can pull over for food and gas. Holly reacts to what this woman said. As the stewardess passes, Holly signals her, rises halfway to meet her. The stewardess then says, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You rang. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly where I was going. Where where is Lurch? Nice, Rob. (laughs) Where is Lurch? Oh, I do love Lurch. (laughs) Not on this plane. There wouldn't be enough leg room. (laughs) They'd find room for him. Oh, my God. No, they don't. They do not care. If it was Lurch, they would. <laughs> they would make it. No, they would make him pay for it. No, they're not going to give him anything. Well, that, you know, I wish they come would. Come on, the Adams no. would pay for it. You don't have to have Lurch pay for it. You're right. That's fair. That is fair. And, the Adams would have paid for it. And come on, Gomez has some money, you know. 
So why not? Yeah, but Gomez is short. Gomez doesn't have to worry about being on a plane. That's true. That's true. Gomez is going to fit perfectly in any plane seat. Lurch, <laughs> not so much. Mortish is going to have trouble too. She's a tall lady. That's true. That's true. <laughs> See, I I, I was on I was on, I was on a different podcast people. yesterday, and we brought up Morticia. So it's just really funny, you know. And you brought it up. So I love it. <laughs> yes, meant that's to right. be. We were, I was I was I was talking about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and we were talking about witches. Okay. And we, we, we came across Morticia. Yes. <laughs> okay. So every Wednesday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track, Aviation Edition, where my guests will give some sort of uh, story, anecdote, uh, uh, adventure, misadventure, something that's happened to them over the course of their life that is somehow related to aviation, whether it's in an airplane or an airport or uh, maybe in space. I don't know. Lisa, have you ever been to space? Maybe. I don't know. Um, I have not. <laughs> not yet. Yet. I mean, I, this summer I went to space camp, <laughs> but uh, I, I, am, I don't think I'll be going to space. I, I have a feeling that, uh, you know, I need to be a little bit more physically fit before the astronauts are sending me anywhere. Yeah, but if it's by accident, if you just have to push that button, yeah. No. <laughs> I don't want to accidentally go, no, because then they're not prepared for me to go, no. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody who knows what they're doing. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But, um, so, yes, do you have a story for us? Um, I, I, nothing really good, unfortunately. Um, you know, I have a friend, um, can I tell her story? Do I need to stick you can to my tell own? her story? So she's got a story where, um, she was traveling and I can't remember from where, but, um, she had picked up a mannequin <laughs> in, in okay. the alleyway somewhere. Yeah. This is before, like, uh, this is before nine eleven, so you could kind of pretty much bring did, whatever you did wanted. Did the mannequin look like Kim Cattrall? And is she Andrew McCarthy? It, she is not. No, but it was just one of those plain, like, ambiguous mannequins. It was just like a white mannequin. There was no faces, no nothing on it. So she just had this mannequin with her, and they decided they were going to. So you know, they've got it with them in the airport, and unfortunately, their flights got canceled. So she ended up being on national news because she was sitting with all of these other people stuck in this airport, but she was sitting in the uh, airline seats, the, the, the terminal seats with her arm just around this mannequin, just kind of hanging out with it. And so like when, you know, the TV cameras are panning over all of these people who are trapped in this airport, there's my friend Beck with her mannequin pal. And they're just kind of hanging out and chatting. <laughs> it's just like, I don't have fun experiences like that. I think it's probably better, but I'm like, you know what? I've never made the national news for something like that, but that's a pretty good one, I think. Okay, that is a great story. Uh, so you'll have to, to to tell your friend, Beck, thank you for that for that story. Thank you for telling you that story so you can tell it to us. I will. This will be the second time in about three months, I think, where Beck gets a, a credit in a podcast episode. There you on. go. There you go. All right. <laughs> She inspired the title of one of our episodes a few oh, months wow. back. What was the title? Uh, it's not illegal to be an asshole. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> it's one of her favorite sayings. She teaches criminal justice, and you know when they talk about people being terrible to each other, she says, "Well, it's not illegal to be an okay. asshole." Okay, there there is logic to that one for sure. <laughs> She's a good person. She's fun All to right. hang out with. Great. So, um, Lisa, do you want to once again tell people where they can find Lisa Leahy? Leahy. Leahy. <laughs> it's okay you'll get it eventually no probably um, probably yeah, not so but that's fine <laughs> you still no. know what i'm talking about there you. i'll always correct you. 
Oh, no. And I'm never offended. It's totally <laughs> fine. Um, so you can find me on the Rabbit Hole Podcasts Network. You can find us at rabbitholepodcasts.com. Um, we also have a streaming page on Twitch. So if you're ever looking for something to watch and just kind of hang out, uh, about once a month we do a streaming uh uh, a streaming event on a Saturday in on Twitch and we'll play some games or we'll be um, playing some Dead by Daylight. I play with Jason Soto and occasionally a couple of other people will pop in. So uh, on a Saturday night, if you've got nothing to do, you can check us out on Rabbit Hole Pods on Twitch.tv or on your Twitch app and you can catch us playing Dead by Daylight. Maybe we'll be on there playing Jeopardy and maybe we'll be playing some Jackbox Ooh, games. Sounds like fun. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcast you might be using to listen to the show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Or you can find me on my website, movearoundminute.com. So until tomorrow, yippee-ki-yay. Yippee-ki-yay. If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, quaint little villages, 